Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast is being brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com. I even begin to tell you how angry I am. There are headlines saying, MAGA no-show could die in prison. The Don threatens retribution. Georgia sheriff, wheel mugshot him. And then they like, uh, you know, Photoshop the picture of Donald Trump in like some kind of, uh, I guess it's a prison outfit or what they think a prison outfit looks like. You don't get your mugshot in that prison outfit, by the way. Whatever you're wearing is basically what, uh, what it ends up. So this Fulton County sheriff is talking about a literally a mugshot of the former president, something that even Jack Smith didn't you know, allow to happen. These people are hell-bent on destroying this country. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump when you get right down to it. Now it's about what they'll tolerate. And they're not going to tolerate you and me and the rest of the conservatives or the Republicans or whatever they think is the problem. They're not going to allow us to have a say in who gets to be the presidential candidate. And then, of course, I assure you, they're not going to allow us to decide who gets to be the president. Unless, of course, we decide that it's whoever they tell us it should be. It's really unbelievable. You know, and then you've got the whole uh, sort of mainstream media and all of these stupid pundits saying, oh, my gosh, you know, he's cynically chosen to inflict this embarrassing spectacle on the nation. Well, if anybody in the mainstream media thinks that Donald Trump is going to do what Richard Nixon did, they're out of their minds because Richard Nixon was guilty and Donald Trump says he's not guilty. So when a conservative former federal judge says in a tweet that, um, that it's tragic and regrettable that Trump chose to inflict this embarrassing spectacle on the nation, uh, you know, let me remind you, this is a man who was the informal advisor to Vice President Mike Pence, whose campaign for the nomination is on life support right now. Everybody's campaign's on life support. The only one with a little bit of life is uh, Ron DeSantis, and the only way he can stay relevant is to have a debate with Gavin Newsom, who's not even a declared primary candidate, and it's just, it's insane. It's a circus, and I know that it is a circus, but it's not Donald Trump's fault that it's a circus. It's a circus because the country is being run by idiots, and these idiots think this is a good idea. They'll do anything to destroy Donald Trump at any chance of him being president again. And that's just the way this is playing out, and I'm sad about it. I really am. Um, this guy could have become a, a Supreme Court justice, by the way. Uh, Ted Cruz said this guy's like a father to him, and he comes out with this statement. I find it pretty 
uh, revealing, all of them. You know, you get to really see the, the side of some of our political class that's, that's grotesque, really. Um, you know, and we're using terminology like Ron DeSantis. You know, for those of you who know Ron, and we're, he's our governor, so we kind of know. He, um, he just said on his first day he will start slitting throats. Like, what kind of a, you know, is that necessary? I mean, maybe coming out of Donald Trump, it wouldn't have been as startling. But when, you know, when he's in a New Hampshire event, Ron DeSantis, and he says that, that the drug cartels would be shot stone cold dead. And, uh, oh, my gosh, it's just, it's it's way too crazy for me. It's a, it's a you know, he's talking about a bloodbath that he's going to use that kind of language, is this what we have to look forward to? We're talking about slitting throats. We're talking about shooting stone dead. I, I mean, I, these are the bad guys. I get it. But we're supposed to go after them with every legal means possible. We're not supposed to have a president who decides it would be a good idea if he uh, slits some throats. I mean, it's just I'm so sad at the condition of my country. You know, I'm in a place right now where people don't talk like that. You know, maybe that is and I don't think New Hampshire is a place where people talk like that. So I, I, I give up. You know, I don't know how we get through this election without not just being very, very embarrassed, but also not being able to select a president without a whole lot of insanity. Now, this is not how it's supposed to be. So you should be sad just like I'm sad. And I, I blame the people who refuse to accept the fact that we have a logical choice for the nominations on both sides. I mean, they've, they've selected Joe Biden. And so a lot of people feel that the proper selection is, you know, Donald Trump. But even if they don't, and they go with Ron DeSantis, so they go with Nikki Haley, or they go with Tim Scott, do you think any conservative candidate is going to escape this wrath? You know, every other question will be about Donald Trump. There's no getting around Donald Trump anymore because they know that if they can aggravate enough people just saying his name and, and, and trotting him out conveniently whenever they want the public to, you know, just cower or hide, then it'll work. I happen to be in a part of the country right now where people have huge Trump signs up in their yard, huge, you know, uh, impeach Biden signs everywhere. So, you know, there's a whole part of America that the media who sits in Washington, sits in New York, sits in California, sits in, you know, Illinois and Chicago, that this part of the country, the media pays no attention to. They don't understand it. And actually, when I think about it, slitting throat commentary won't even upset this part of the country very much. That's just the truth. So I, I just don't know. I don't know where this ends, but I don't believe it's going to end well. I'm not blaming Donald Trump. I'm blaming the American public who have allowed their politician, their political class to become megalomaniacs and have allowed their media to cover up for who they like and to condemn and go after who they don't like. You know, you would think this was a really good indictment. And I'm telling you here, I'm looking at this crap. It, it, uh, it looks like a, 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 a liberal wrote their dream. There's not even a legitimate indictment. It's outrageous. This is, this is a, de a determined effort by these lunatics on the left to undermine the 
the electoral politics and the rule of law. And if this indictment stands up, we're basically, uh, you know, toast as a country. The Department of Justice has turned into the Biden campaign headquarters, you know, and anyone speaks out against the establishment, the bureaucracy, the deep state, and does it with any kind of force, they can take them down the same. This is Democrat lawfare, warfare, lawfare against President Trump. This is election interference in the highest order because they know they can't beat him or they're afraid they can't beat him in November 2024. See, I'm not so sure. I hope it's going to be an easy victory, but I'm not so sure. What this does is criminalize just about anything that a president does or says if the prosecutor, in this case, Jack Smith, says it's not true. Look, you don't have to be a, a, a Donald Trump supporter like me to worry about where this is going to take us. Because it makes any future election challenges, no matter how valid they are, if a, if a person questions the result of an, of an election, they will be legally vulnerable to a prosecutor who's highly partisan against them. And it literally, you know, as, as the Wall Street Journal pointed out the other day, this literally criminalizes the actions of Al Gore and George Bush when they contested the Florida election results back in 2000. That's right. This is a, like, look at this indictment. Have you guys read it? Because if you read it, it, you don't need to be a lawyer. What you see is like some deranged ranting and raving. And, uh, you know, apparently you're no longer allowed to question election results, no longer have any freedom of speech. It's illegal right now in our country, unless, of course, you happen to be Stacey Abrams. She did the same thing and declared herself governor for two years. This is insane. It really is. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson had the best comment. He said that the uh, Jack Smith added new indictments, among them conspiratorially unlawfully discounting legitimate votes. Was he talking about Stacey Abrams, who for years claimed she was the governor, barnstorming the country to overturn the vote count? Or maybe he's referring to ex-President Jimmy Carter. He discounted the 2016 vote by claiming Trump won only due to the Russians, which we now find out is not true. Or did Smith mean Hillary Clinton, who discounted Trump and called him an illegitimate president and prompting her to join the resistance against an elected president. Or maybe he meant all the people in Hollywood who cut commercials after the 2016 election, begging their viewers to pressure the electors to refuse their constitutional duties to honor their state's popular vote. And instead, in some sort of insurrectionary fashion, vote for Hillary Clinton. Or was Smith actually thinking of the 32 Democratic House members and Senator Barbara Boxer in January of 2005, who tried to toss out the legally certified vote in Ohio so that John Kerry could win? Or maybe, I don't know, Molly Ball's 2021 Time essay, where she bragged of the 2020 cabal and the conspiracy that was hatched by Democrats in Silicon Valley and the corporatists to spend half a billion dollars to change state voting laws and to censor the news and modulate the 2020 street protests and then absorb the work of state precinct workers. Look, the bottom line is Jack Smith, the special counsel, is the one who should be indicted. Can you indict somebody for stupidity? Not sure. Anyway, I need to take a break. Welcome to a hot, hot-headed Joyce Calvin with a technical problem, but we're going to get it all together. You stay right where you are, unless you're downloading our app. 
That's the 850 WFTL app or go to the website, 850WFTL.com. I'll be right back. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. A great email from somebody, and I, I, I get lots of emails that are very complimentary, and I appreciate them, but this one particularly struck me. The lady said, I love your new time at 3 o'clock, but I want you to be on all day. Like, if you love me, you don't want that. <laughs> it's just brutal. Nobody wants to be on hours and hours and hours, trust me. But, uh, you know, I certainly have a lot to talk about today, and it's not just talking about the whole Donald Trump uh, indictment stuff. Because, you know, in some ways, that story is just so boring to people now because they've seen it all before, that they have to really hype it up and say, oh, he could do 500 years, he's going to die in prison, he's going to be a mugshot. You know, they can't just go with the stupidity. And when I say stupidity, I mean stupidity of the, 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 the indictment itself. It's such crap. And nobody uh, really wants to talk about that in the mainstream media. And I get it. I wouldn't want to talk about it either. And, uh, you know, this election is actually going to become a referendum on whether or not you can put a president in prison. You know, what if he wins the election, which I believe he could very easily? And then does he go into jail? I mean, he can't, this isn't a banana republic. You know, and, and uh, you know, this is way more than uh, settling scores, which I think the Democrats are using it as. We're talking about a person's personal freedom. And it's not an exaggeration to say if he gets convicted, he could be sentenced to prison unless he wins. And then he pardons himself or he uses whatever levers of justice are available to, to get out of it. But what, a, what an insane position to put the entire country in. Don't blame him. That's nonsense. Because let me tell you something. I'm voting for him whether he's in jail or not. How about that? It would not change my vote. And for people that say, you know, he he was fearful that he was going to get prosecuted and that's why he decided to run, that's nonsense. Who would want this going on in their lives? Who wants this happening to their family? The political message, the legal messaging is the political messaging, and the political messaging is the legal messaging. That came out of one of the Trump campaign guys that I saw in uh, some video. It's literally part of what Donald Trump is running on, that the Department of Justice and the FBI and uh, a lot of other agencies in Washington are now politicized, and they're not fair. And they've gone after him and other people, and generally they destroy people. They destroyed Michael Flynn. They destroyed, uh, you know, Carter Page. They tried to destroy all these people, and their ultimate goal is to completely destroy Donald Trump. And guess what? He gets up there in front of these huge crowds, and now they're saying, well, there weren't that many people in New York City in front of the courthouse or whatever. 
or, or in D.C. You know, there weren't that many people who showed up. Well, guess what? Ninety-five percent of the people in D.C. voted for Joe Biden. Okay, so why are they going to show up? You know, this is futile already, and it's kind of boring. You know, once I've been to the zoo, I don't need to go again. Well, maybe I need to go again if they get some new uh, panda bears or something. But, you know, 78 state and federal charges right now. That's what Donald Trump is facing. So guess what? When he stands up in front of the people, what they see is a victim of a politicized Justice Department bent on destroying the chief rival to the pathetic man who's currently occupying the Oval Office. And that's how he frames this. Every time he has a a rally or a speech, he says, this is not just me. They're coming for you. I'm just in the way. And that's true. When he tells a crowd in Erie, Pennsylvania last weekend, they're not indicting me. They're indicting you. And while, you know, that sounds very hyperbolic, on a very practical level, Donald Trump is confronting a tremendous challenge. He's trying to campaign. He's got possible trials in three, at least three different jurisdictions. He had to appear in federal court today to face the latest charges before he goes off to an Alabama Republican Party dinner on Friday. Then he faces another arraignment next week in our state, in Florida, after special counsel filed additional criminal charges against him there in the, cra- in the case about the documents. You know, meanwhile, the, the Corvette that was housing Biden's documents, no problem. And that's going to happen. All that's going to happen between a campaign stop in New Hampshire and a possible trip to the Iowa State Fair. And look, now we, we're talking about this uh, Fulton County, Georgia. They're talking about mugshots. So that would be four separate venues. This is crazy. You know, and that would actually help him to decide whether or not he goes to that first debate. You know, the the first Republican presidential debate is set for August 23rd. Now, how would he get there? He might be, you know, running from one courtroom to the other. They're definitely... This is definitely election interference, no matter how much they say it's not, no matter how much Rachel Maddow, who, by the way, beat Fox in the ratings last night. This is what you get. You you know, you wishy-washy conservatives who are so fearful, you let Donald Trump take all the arrows for you. You let him take them for six, seven years. And now when he needs you to have his back, you all run for, uh, you know, DeSantis cover or whatever it is. And, and you, you try to get on your moral high horses and say, oh, well, this is just too much. We can't. He's, he's a, you know, he's dragging the country down. No, the country is being dragged down by sinister, nefarious forces. And the only thing standing between a total destruction of this nation and its laws is Donald Trump. And you guys are all running for cover. Those of you who do that, you disgust me. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to talk to you anymore. It's full speed ahead, according to Donald Trump, and I I believe him. The challenge is way past politics. You know, every case against him, whether it's the classified documents case in Florida to the case in New York of of making hush money payments to uh, a woman, and that, by the way, the prior Department of Justice decided wasn't worth even going after, or whether it's the indictment that was released on Tuesday, his lawyers 
are going to have to do a lot of preparing for these cases. It's going to cost a ton of money. And don't send me any more, any of you, send me any of it as well. Is he using the campaign money to pay his legal expenses? I don't give a rat's patoot. I'll send the money and I'll mark on the check, pay your legal expenses. How about that? That's how we support him. But, hey, you wishy-washy guys, good luck. We, we might let you live in the country after the election. All right, let me take a break, and we'll be right back. It's a little bit strange for me here on the run. Well, not at, literally on the run. I think the only person literally on the run may be, uh, may be Donald Trump. And I know some of you think that's awesome. Some of you think it's uh, funny, and some of you think it is what it is, and he can't run. And I just uh, I know for myself that I'm so disappointed in the way the Department of Justice has been behaving. And and it's in a number of areas. You know, I think about the fact that we had a Supreme Court justice's house that they wouldn't protect. I I think back to that trial. A trial. There's actually a, uh, a hearing, a confirmation hearing, where people got up there and lied. And nobody's been punished for that. But, you know, I'm supposed to be angry that Donald Trump had some papers, even though everybody else has had some papers in their home. It's really, it's just, I'm so tired of the double system. And apparently so are the American people. When MSNBC can beat Fox on an important, you know, night like this, yet last night, when the uh, indictments are handed down, Generally, you would see everybody turning to Fox, even people who weren't uh, conservative would be turning there thinking that's where it's going to be. He'll be on Hannity or he'll be on, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson. The past, that's exactly where you would have turned. No, last night people turned to uh, Rachel Maddow. MSNBC trounced Fox News and CNN. They averaged 2.6 million viewers in prime time. Fox said 2.1. Some people watch CNN, about 700,000 people, anyway, on a good night. And Chris Hayes' 8 p.m. show, well, actually, that was Rachel Maddow, who's in that spot now. And then then she, well, she, what she did was she took over Chris's show, and then she went on until 9, 9 o'clock in her regular time slot, where she held on to the number one spot with 2.6 million. She had 2.86 million in the first hour at 8 o'clock. And at 10 p.m., when she handed it over to Lawrence O'Donnell and stayed on the air with him, mind you, they pulled in 2.4 million. They had everybody there Ari Melbourne, and Alex Wagner, and Hayes, the face. You know, they stayed there. And and this, these people are just, nobody gets it. Nobody gets it that Donald Trump and the destruct, trying to destroy Donald Trump is like sport for them. They're just, this is the only time they can get ratings and feel good. You know, they think they're on the right side of this issue all the time. They don't care what I think or what you think. They don't. And that's really, when you think about it, pretty scary. Pretty scary. You don't want to get caught up in the, in some of this stuff. I, I I heard that there was a warning that was going out to Republicans that you don't want to get caught up 
in the carnage. That was the stupid former attorney general. And I hate to say that, but, you know, I don't know what happened to Bill Barr. But he said, you better be careful. You get caught up in uh, President Trump's carnage, um, you know, like the property manager, which who's getting arraigned. And the, uh, who's that guy? Carlos de Oliveira, right? He got charged in the superseding indictment, along with Walter, Walt Nauta and Donald Trump. And, you know, loyalty, said Bill Barr, is a one-way street for Trump. Well, can you, can you imagine why? This guy can't trust anybody. And in many ways, these two people down in Mar-a-Lago represent many Republicans who feel that they have to man the ramparts and defend this guy no matter what he does. I'm one of those people, Bill Barr, and I thought you were. You know, if we're going to end up as carnage, then, they, then he was right. They're really not coming for him. They're coming for us. And that should make you really nervous about the future of this country. If they'll ruin our lives, anybody's life who's near him, anybody who serves for him or serves with him, anybody who represents him in a legal case, if they're then going to be part of the carnage that Bill Barr, who was an attorney general, for him to say that, it's very hard, very, very hard to make these uh, these charges even stick. They're just fake. Um, and this this indictment feels totally political to the public. It doesn't matter. As a legal matter, you know, one, one lawyer says, oh, it's perfect. The other lawyer says it's garbage. You know, it really doesn't matter. It's all going to boil down to perception. And the perception the perception of the American people, even the people who don't like him, is like, this seems a little over the top. This, this seems like a target was placed on a president's back, and we all went along with it. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'll fight. You know, he's right. I'll man the ramparts. And it's not because I love Donald Trump. It's because they're coming after us. It's pretty obvious. Now we... Um, now we hear that uh, there's a real problem, once again, in the Middle East. But we're so busy trying to figure out who the candidate's going to be for the presidency, which means the people who will be in charge of deciding where and when we send troops and where and when we send money and ammunition and all the rest of it. Now, you know, we're putting what well, we may put. You know, you never know. Even the Associated Press and Reuters, I don't believe anything they say either. But they're saying they're considering putting armed troops on commercial ships that are traveling in the Strait of Hormuz because the Iranians are seizing and harassing civilian vests. And that that would be an unprecedented, unheard of thing. If you put armed personnel on commercial ships you, you might as well just declare war. What are, we, what are we doing here? Does this president have any clue? Since 2019, Iran has seized ships in the strait, which is, in, if you don't know what the Strait of Hormuz is, it's this very narrow mouth of the Persian Gulf. So they're trying to put pressure on the West, meaning us, the big Satan, over the negotiations regarding the nuclear deal that collapsed. Well, Donald Trump threw it out, and then it's kind of collapsed with other world powers. So, 
you know, they, they're running amok. And if you put U.S. troops on commercial ships, what does that do? Does it stop Iran from seizing the vessels, or does it escalate things even further? That putting troops would represent an extra, extraordinary commitment in the Mideast by us, because the Pentagon is supposed to be focusing on Russia and China. America didn't even take the step like this during the tanker war, which actually did culminate in 1988 in a one-day battle between the U.S. Navy and Iran. And that was the, Navy, the Navy's largest battle since World War II. Is that where we're headed with Joe Biden in the White House? And you think you're going to stop Donald Trump from being supported by people who said if he were in the White House? And I say this. This wouldn't be happening because we have proof for four years it wasn't happening. So there's not a lot of details about this plan. Some of the officials came out and said it was a consideration. But let me tell you this. They got thousands of Marines and sailors on the amphibious assault ship USS Bataan and the USS Carter Hall, which is a landing ship, and they're on their way to the Persian Gulf. Those Marines and sailors would be providing the backbone for any armed guard mission in the Hormuz Strait. And there's 20% of the world's crude oil passes through that strait. This is a power play by Iran, and guess what? We may be walking right into their trap. And who's the president of the United States? Joe Biden. Somehow, though, they'll decide that, uh, you know, this is uh, Donald Trump's fault. I, I can see it now. But don't worry, because on the same, in the same breath, they're telling you that pilots are seeing strange things in the air and that Arizona's military training ranges have encounters with unidentified objects in swarms. Okay, we're escalating now. It's not just a single unidentified flying object. Now we have swarms of them. Just keep your eyes on the shiny thing, and you'll miss the real story. The Saudis have added to that cut in oil production. In other words, they've cut back more. All right, And they're saying that they could do even more. They could cut back uh, a million barrels per day of crude oil in September. What does that mean to a country like ours Donald Trump got indicted? That may have happened, but that's not going to affect you as much as Saudi Arabia deciding they're going to do a million barrels less per day. Just saying. But don't pay attention. Look over here. Look at the, look at the, uh, you know, the pretty uh, shiny thing over here. Get your eyes off the shiny thing. All right. Let me take my final break. Don't forget, coming up after me, Eric Erickson. And tomorrow morning, we begin all over again with uh, Jen and Bill of the South Florida Morning Show, followed by Brian Kilmeade at 9 o'clock, and then Dan Bongino at 12 o'clock, and I'll be right after that. Let's wrap this up for today. I'll be back in uh, my home, Florida, tomorrow, so things will be uh, as good as things can get, right? Um, not too good for my my uh, president, Donald Trump, but, uh, but apparently his... Uh, Something we're going to have to get used to. I'm, I'm, you know, we still got the Georgia case pending where they're saying, oh, well, we're going to get a mugshot. Yeah. Maybe we'll make coffee mugs with the mugshot. You know, maybe we'll sell T-shirts with them. These people are sick. They're just sick. 
Then I saw this crazy story, which, you know, I throw out there because you can only do so much depressing news, you know, and then once in a while you got to get like the jokey kind of news, which is depressing as well. Hunter Biden. Uh, oh, yeah. Remember Hunter Biden? Well, we're not allowed to talk about Hunter Biden. Hunter Hunter is a poor hunter. Oh, everybody feels so bad for Hunter. He's a recovering addict. Hunter Biden and his wife, Melissa, reportedly trashed the multi-million dollar California home that they rented in Venice Beach and then stiffed the owner for $80,000 in unpaid rent and left the property in a state of disarray and disrepair. Biden and their, Melissa Cohen and their 10-month-old, at the time, their 10-month-old son, Bo, moved into the beach house located on the edge of the iconic Grand Canal in February of 2021. And according to a source, I'm going to go with sources again, Hunter and Melissa were horrible tenants. They trashed the $4.2 million rental, and they were rude, leaving the property in disarray and stiffing the owner. Not only did they stiff the owner, they trashed the house. What do they think they are, the Rolling Stones? I don't think the Rolling Stones did that, but some rock bands did. 3,735 square foot, three-story home, which was owned by the uh, CEO of Sweet Green and the co-founder, and they rented that property out for $25,000 per month. So they didn't pay 80000 That means they lived there rent-free for three months. You know, what is wrong with these people? I, I, just, don't, I just don't get it. What a mess. They're just, they're mess makers. You know, nice to have the, you know, the, the name, which is what he's been selling all along. Do you think anybody really wanted to rent a home to Hunter Biden? I'm just grateful that, you know, this judge, Norieka, said to him, you know, stay off the booze and drugs and, and get a job. <laughs> stay home for a while. You're not getting this plea deal. And uh, Tucker Carlson did have a sit-down interview with Devin Archer, and uh, he whipped out a smoking gun letter. You know, this is a big case with a lot of proof, unlike all the indictments against Donald Trump. So what? You tell me. How come come the uh, website that I'm looking at doesn't have a single story on Hunter Biden? Not a single. The MAGA defeat and uh, 591 years in jail. He'll die in jail. That's the only headline. It's not like, you know, hmm. Devin Archer is kind of proving that Joe Biden knew all about this nonsense with his son, Hunter Biden, and China, right? Oh, okay. Kind of, I would think that would be an interesting story, don't you? Apparently not. So don't look for it. You're not going to find it. But that's about it for me. We've got enough else to worry about. I can't can't be worried about who trashed what house and, you know, why the media is completely uninterested in Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and all the other corrupted Bidens, um, they're, they're just not interested. They only care that they destroy Donald Trump, which means that they really only destroy, you know, half the country. By the way, Donald Trump did say that uh, soon it will be our turn. I'm going to just hold on to that. That makes me feel better. The Joyce Kaufman Podcast has been brought to you by Code Red Roofers, South Florida's leading residential and commercial roof experts. Code Red Roofers, roofers that respond. Call 844-4-CODE-RED or visit coderedroofers.com.